Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the PhD cast by the CBIS GPA. I'm Micah, and today I'm joined by Megan and Nate, and we're continuing our storytime episodes this week featuring Nate. So what are we talking about? Hey, so today I would like to talk about my experience with um, my advisors and um, specifically um, being co-advised by um, you know two different advisors and how that kind of has impacted um, my time in grad school and sort of how that came about. So I think in one of the previous episodes, we talked about um, Megan share a story with us about how her advisor left RPI, um, mm-hmm. the school where we attend, and transitioned to a new university. And I was also in the same lab at the time. And so that was my prime primary advisor who left. And at the time, um, it, it was just kind of all of a sudden, and then I, you know, was was looking for um, a new advisor because I wanted to stay at RPI, and so basically ended up having to do like sort of a whole application process again, or you know, just interview with different people and figure out you know what um, what new lab, what new advisor would fit sort of my research interests and the the direction I wanted to go, and so I did sort of this interview process, and um, one of my my professors at the time I was taking a, a class with him was nice enough to offer me a position in his lab. And that was, you know, incredible because at, at that point I was kind of aimless, you know, I felt like I was just kind of like, what am I going to do? What, how am I going to continue? Um, so he was really, um, you know, just very kind and offering me a position. And I think he, you know, we we kind of bonded over some projects that I had done that semester. And um, yeah, I, I, for some reason saw some potential in me. I don't know what exactly what that was, but um, so, I, I was, you know, very grateful, joined his lab, um, and then I think the, that summer was just a, a summer full of a lot of transition for me, trying to go from, um, you know, I was still very much advised by my first advisor, and then trying to figure out how I'm going to transition into this new lab, and I think, the, you know, the biggest question for me was, at that point, I didn't have any direct source of funding for the, the work I was doing, and so, you know, the question, I think, for me at that point was, um, am I going to be able to continue in the same direction that I was going or am I going to have to totally switch, you know, into a new project so that I could, I could be funded, um, in my new lab with my new advisor. Hmm. And, um, so that was kind of obviously caused, you know, a lot of anxiety for me at the time. Cause I, I was, you know, at the time I was kind of thinking I'm going to have to start all over, you know, my, my, my first year at, um, at grad school has been kind of, not wasted, but it has been sort of rendered, mm-hmm. you know, null <laughs> at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but but they uh, we we had a lot of good conversations, and um, there was a, a project that they were both kind of working on together um, at that time that undergrad had had started, and so I was able to jump on that project and you know try to push it further, and that was really great because it was a meeting point for um, the research that we did in those two labs. Um, it was connected to both labs very well, and I felt like I had, you know, like something to look forward to that I felt like I could actually contribute to. Mm-hmm. So that was one one of my big concerns, you know, going into new lab was it was a totally different research direction than I was um, doing in my first lab, and I just felt like I would not be able to contribute at all because yeah. I felt like I didn't have the background, didn't have the expertise mm-hmm. to do any sort of useful work. Um, so this new this new research direction was really great. Um, I think the the biggest sort of question I had was definitely, 
you know, the, the funding um, at the time, you know, was, um, I didn't have a, a great source of funding, at least for my particular project in my first lab, and then obviously transitioning into a new lab, I didn't have anything allocated for my research. So um, that was definitely uh, a question for me. Um, and, you know, it's still something that I feel like I'm, I'm trying to work out even a year later after mm -hmm. being in my new lab. Um, so basically my, my new advisor is my primary advisor. So, you know, all of my funding, um, anything related to my progression through, um, you know, my, my studies and everything is, is through that person. Mm -hmm. And then my old advisor kind of became a secondary for me. Um, she's still very much in a supportive position for me, um, from a distance. Obviously she's at a, she's at a, a new university now. She has new lab, um, new PhD students, but is, um, you know, still very involved in the research that I'm trying to do, which is great and um, has a lot of, um, you know, good input into everything. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, you know, the biggest thing that changed for me is that now I kind of have like two people that are, or that are, you know, trying to advise me. And sometimes it's in the same direction. Sometimes it's in very different directions. <laughs> yeah. from each other. Oh. And, <laughs> and it, I think, you know, a big thing for me too, is that just like the amount of communication and meetings that I have has doubled, you yeah. know, pretty much. <laughs> so instead of one lab meeting a week, now I have two, two lab meetings a week. Instead of one individual, I sometimes have two individual meetings. And mm. now I also have biweekly meetings with both advisors at the right. same time. And, you know, all the additional meetings that, you know, kind of pop up in between. So it's just a lot of communication. It's a lot of time to try to deal with two people. And, um, and I just want to talk a little bit about what I, I feel like are the benefits and the challenges of having two advisors. Yeah. And I know that you both are also co-advised, so I think, you know, I'd love to get some of your opinions as well mm. um, on this. And I think, you know, this could be useful also to people who are looking at, at different labs. And, you know, yeah. sometimes um, if you're a, a student and you're looking at, at different labs, you're looking at maybe potentially being co-advised, well, maybe, you know, this is some information that could help you in making that decision, so. Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, benefits of having two advisors, I would say number one is just expertise. Yeah, um, sure. Having that shared expertise between two people is really incredible because, you know, I, I think when you have one advisor, they're never going to know everything related to your project. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to find someone else to answer your questions when you have those questions. When you have two advisors, um, that's just more ground that they can cover between the two of them. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, their expertise doesn't totally overlap. Hopefully they have, you know, slightly different expertise from each other. And that just really, I think, covers, um, you know, some more of your bases basically when you, when you have questions. And I think for me, I think that's really great because I feel like I'm in more of an interdisciplinary sort of research topic right. mm -hmm. and having an advisor sort of from each discipline, one from more of like the musculoskeletal health and stuff like that. And one from imaging and very much like image analysis and mm -hmm. that sort of combined and married into sort of my particular project. And it's really great because I have one person that can answer the questions in that topic and then mm -hmm. the other topic, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so that's been really helpful for me. Um, also, I think, you know, kind of what comes with expertise is, is just connections. Like oh, each advisor sure. has their own yeah. sort of yeah. network that they bring with them. Absolutely. Um, whether that is just you know, professional connections or connections within academia or with, um, you know, different companies or whatever. Or I th and so I think 
having that sort of expanded network is also really helpful. Mm-hmm. So you can look for different collaborations outside of your school right. and you just have so much, so many more options of people to talk to basically. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, I think every advisor has sort of their list of like conferences and journals or whatever yeah, that they're trying yeah, to exactly. shoot for. And then, so now I feel like I have more options basically. Like yeah. I can submit to more journals, which is really <laughs> great. Increases my chances of actually getting something published. Yeah. And I think along, along the same lines as that is like, I found that any sort of input into like writing or presentations, now I have like two sets of eyes sure, they can yeah. edit from sort of different perspectives as well. So that's been really great. Um, and I, I was just thinking about this today, but um, I haven't fully taken advantage of this yet, but just having another advisor is another for sure reference for any sort of application that you have, right? Oh yeah, so true. So, I mean, if you're, you know, yeah. applying for a job someday or applying for fellowships or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, like you have for sure one other person who can give a really good um, reference for you. Right. And I think that's, sometimes it's really hard to build relationships with people <laughs> yeah. to that level where you yeah. feel like, oh, I can ask this person for a reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have, you know, more than one advisor, you can a- absolutely easy. ask <laughs> those people. True. Um, so it's kind of a great thing. Yeah. So before I get into the challenges, I don't know if you guys have any other inputs as to like things that you like about having two advisors before we get into some of the difficult stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think things I, it took me a while, but I really felt this semester um, was having another lab group. Mm. So like, I, I really liked our previous lab group. I feel like we got along pretty well. We yeah. did some fun trivia nights. Mm. <laughs> Conferences are always fun, but I was worried about like new lab group and how well we fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so nice having another group of people because I feel like a lab bond is different than just the bond of your department and yeah, you know, yeah, that's very people true. in your year because um, you, you go through the same stuff together. Um, so I, I think that was nice having like another set of people that I can depend on for lab stuff mm-hmm. um, is probably a benefit of having a co-advisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. I think I pretty much have to agree with you, Megan, there because I don't have a whole lot... Uh, my my experience with co-advising is definitely different than your guys's, mm-hmm. um, because my my co-advisor is essentially just an an on paper advisor. Right. Yep. Um, I don't really meet with him regularly, mm-hmm. or really even ever. To be fair, <laughs> he's very very busy because yes. he's yes. he's the head of a million different things. Yes. <laughs> and so it was extremely nice of him to agree to be mm-hmm. my co-advisor, uh, mm-hmm. even if like for. Re- uh, how it's working right now it's not taking taking up much of his time right um but i do have like a secondary lab and for me that's really nice because all of my lab mates graduated at once oh my yeah and yeah. so i went from like four people four people besides me in the lab oh wow to just me in the oh lab. My gosh. yeah and so having another lab to be like hey guys you want to do some something fun yeah <laughs> science related for a sec <laughs> Uh, is very nice. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. That that is a great point. That, yeah, having having more lab mates is really great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I think like, I feel like one of my labs is very helpful with like image analysis, you know, and all that yeah. that stuff that goes mm-hmm. with that. And the other one is very much helpful when it comes to, I don't know, any sort of biology questions right. that I have or whatever. Right. And 
neither of them are experts in the other realm. Yeah. But it's just great to have like lab mates that are so willing to help you in、Absolutely. different areas. And the more、yeah. lab mates you have, I feel like the better. It's just like. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the、I、more feel... instruments you have, somebody who knows how to use. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so true.、Yeah. I feel like、uh, in general, the pros are just you have so many more resources、mm. when you have another advisor. Yeah, you know, yeah.、Um, which is extremely beneficial. Yeah, that's very true.、Yeah. Okay, so a lot of good things about having two advisors,、mm-hmm. but not there are some challenges, and I want to address those、sure. because you know that's something that everyone should be aware of. There are some things that. Maybe can be challenging at times,、mm-hmm. and I think number one for me is communication. For sure,、um, <laughs> it is so challenging to communicate with two advisors,、yeah. and you just think about like how busy,、um, you know, a PI is just、yeah. in general. They have classes, they have their lab, they have you know, any sort of like professional networking kind of stuff that they are doing. And then you know multiply that by two, and then try to schedule a meeting with both of those、Impossible. people, and it's so、Impossible. hard. <laughs> and I don't know how many conversations I've had with them, you know, trying to plan a meeting or do something on you know some like calendar thing to try to match up yeah, times and、yeah. everything, and like half the time it doesn't work, or half the time like the week before your meeting they're like, oh, we have to reschedule,、yep. and so it gets pushed back another、mm. week, and yeah, so yeah. scheduling is really hard with two advisors. Um, I think one other thing, sort of related to communication,、um, but I think this happens with every advisor. But I don't know if you guys have this, but I find sometimes like you talk to your advisor about, let's say, a problem or something that you have、mm-hmm. one week, and then the, the very following week you bring up the same thing, and they have a completely different opinion about <laughs> what. No, that's not just you. I think that's everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and and so sometimes it's like you know your advisor changes their mind. Yep. Frequently, yep.、Mm-hmm. and they don't even realize it. Sometimes, most of the time, they don't even realize、mm-hmm. it. And then having that with two different advisors is really challenging because,、yeah. you know, you you let's say one advisor tells you one thing, you do some work in that area, and then next week it's a whole other thing. Yeah, and then next week they have a different opinion. Well, then that also feeds into the other person's、yeah. opinions, right? And then、oh. it's just this crazy feedback、yeah. loop of like <laughs> this this. What I does initially put, had problems. Like, <laughs> does that ever like?、Um, what am I trying to say?、Mm-hmm. Like disturb your progress? Oh yeah, you I know, would say so. Because like you're starting to work on something, and it's like, oh nope, one advisor said something, and then the next、yeah. week it's, oh no, it's completely something completely different. Yeah, I I think that happens to me frequently, and sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I would say I would say for sure, yeah. Sometimes、okay. it it disturbs. I feel like the progress I'm making because. I'll you know let's say they suggest something one week I focus on、yeah. you know that problem for、yeah. a week and then I come back and then one of them has changed their mind about it and then I'm <laughs>、yeah. like oh geez I just wasted so much time、yeah. like trying to adjust、yeah. that absolutely and I think you know just having two people it just that happens more frequently、yep. than it would with just one person yeah and、um, yeah and I would say too、uh, the biggest thing I feel like for me is being able to define a research. Goal or like aim.、Mm-hmm. One of my research aims is is so hard to define with two advisors、mm-hmm. because they, you know they have very different opinions on what a good research question or aim、yeah. should be, and then they have all these suggestions for how to you know tweak it. Yeah. And then you tweak it too far one way, and then the other person has opinions. You got to tweak it back the other、yeah. way, and then I feel like I've spent so much time redefining my aims. Yeah. And then you know we we spend all this time thinking about it, and then. 
eventually one of them says, oh, we're spending too much time thinking about aims. Let's just do research. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, so that is cha- it can be very challenging to try to get two people to agree on, on something. On anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I will say also um, I found that writing, like writing anything, um, when you have the feedback from multiple people, it can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. It can also be just challenging because you have twice as many comments to address. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes they have different differing opinions on uh, how something should be written. Right. Um, so that can be kind of challenging sometimes. Uh, and then I would say, yeah, the last thing I, I the last point I feel like was um, sort of related to aims, but just like research direction and expectations. Like, what is a good project? Um, yeah how to settle on good aims for your dissertation. And sometimes I feel like I have to try to appease both advisors when it comes yeah. to that research direction. And I, I'm, I'm realizing more and more now, a year into it, that I, I really can't no. perfectly appease both of them. No, absolutely not. And I have to like be able to define for myself yeah. like, what what research do I want to do? Yeah. And <laughs> what questions do I want to ask? Yeah. And um, I think that is, that is a danger of having two advisors, especially if, if you know that you're a person that is a people pleaser. Absolutely. It's really, if it's kind of endangering to put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. It can be because for me, I want to, I want to make sure that people understand what I'm doing and are okay with it and are happy with yeah. it. And when you have two people that have very different opinions on what good research yeah. is, then it's just, it's you're impossible. You're going to sit there forever. Yeah. And you're going to tweak it. Right. You're going to spend so much time worrying about yeah. what this or that person thinks about it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be so distracted from <laughs> the actual work yeah. that you yeah. should be doing. For sure. I think I think that's the that's the toughest part I feel like in general for a PhD is like mm. um, like trying to f- where do you say stop to tweaking and working on a name? Yeah. Um, and where do you say okay, I think this is it. I'm just going to go I'm gonna for cut it. it here. I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's tough cuz technically your dissertation should be for you. But, but there are like four or five people that sign off on your paperwork that say <laughs> you pass at the end. So they also need to be slightly happy with it. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of have to balance that, that mm-hmm. aspect. And it's worse when you have two advisors. But hey, you only need a majority to pass. <laughs> so you don't need Not many to, people know that. Yeah, not many people know that. So you don't need to <laughs> please everyone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I, I think you're right about... I think communication is truly the toughest part about mm-hmm. co-advisors. Mm-hmm. And... Um, advising style, I think, goes into mm, that, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I don't know about you, Nate, but like with our um, previous advisor, I feel like she was the perfect advising style for me. We're mm. on the same page for almost everything, mm-hmm. um, and so it was a very smooth. Like so, so far, it's been very smooth with us. Um, but then, you know, when I got my co-advisor. I didn't really get a chance to kind of interview. I, I didn't really know yeah. what she was like. Yeah. Um, and she has, a, she has a different advising style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine now because I think I'm more of an independent person now that I'm kind of in the second half mm-hmm. of my research, but it was kind of tough being like, Oh, Oh, this is how I'm supposed to communicate to you. Yeah. Oh, I might not like, don't expect a response all the time. Mm. Um, which is very different than I guess my previous advisor. Yeah. Um, and just trying to balance like, Oh, if I need something from this advisor, I need to send them this much in advance, like a message or mm-hmm. like 
Um, and I think that was kind of tough. I feel like I don't have the issue of um, them butting heads too much because mm. they're kind of in the same realm of research. Sure, yeah. But because they don't butt heads at at our uh, weekly, bi-weekly meetings, they spend the majority of the time just talking to each other, collaborating really? on new ideas. <laughs> and so like- Which could I, also be dangerous. It is very yeah. dangerous. And so I, I have to schedule our agenda to make sure I get stuff done in the first 10 oh, minutes. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise, and I leave the open-ended stuff for the end mm. so that they can just, just they go. will just keep going for 40 minutes. Um, so and then funny. I can just tune out and be like, all right, you guys have fun. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you need God. to have more meetings because apparently this is the only time you see each other. It's so funny. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. For you, Megan, actually, I'm wondering who would you consider to be your primary advisor? Because so obviously tough. it's very different that's, that's it is tough. between different you and Nate. It's yeah. very different. Um, I don't think I could choose a primary. Okay. Um, obviously, I have a, on paperwork, um, <laughs> my current new, my new advisor is my chair. Mm-hmm. And okay. so she's my technically pri- primary advisor. Um, it, it, it's kind of tough because of my aims. So one aim is completely with my previous advisor. Mm-hmm. One aim is completely with my new advisor. Oh, interesting. And then my third aim is with not even related to either of those. Oh, yeah, either yeah, of those. It, <laughs> I thought you were about to mesh them no, together. No, no, no. There's no. The, yeah. The there, wild <laughs> right turn. No, no. There's. It was completely separate. Um, and so, like, they they each have kind of their turn to put input on one of my aims. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some collaborative aspects to it, um, but I think that's why I can't name one of them as my primary because every aim is just someone else's <laughs> expertise, yeah. Um, yeah. which is really interesting in meetings because for some of them, one advisor has nothing to do with it, mm. um, and, the, and then the other one has all to say. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Again, I I don't deal with the same issues you guys deal with. But <laughs> yeah. Every you know, I'm sitting here worried that one day they'll realize that I'm you know part of their lab and they'll ask me to join their lab meetings. That's oh, what I fear most. I feel like doing two lab meetings is lab tough. Meeting. Yeah, it's tough. Like yeah. I, I enjoy my lab meetings. Do you have lab meetings? Yeah, now? we have them once a week. Is uh, it just you? No, we we have some undergrads oh, and we oh. have one co-term student. Oh, okay, well, okay. Which people who aren't at RPI, that means they're a one-year master's. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just me, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> and, but we still have them, and, like, they're very fun. We do journal clubs, research mm-hmm. updates. Everybody's doing, you know, their online research right now because mm-hmm. yeah. COVID. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those can go for, like, two hours. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know having to dedicate and schedule around you know another whatever five six people schedules and then losing potentially another two hours every week would Mm -hmm. be would be a lot for me i think yeah Yeah. no it is dangerous like megan ours is what an hour and a half usually an hour and a half usually and my other one is at minimum of two hours it's been as long as like three okay that's that's kind of horrible (laughs) i mean it is nate you're right like it is tough having double meetings for things Mm -hmm. and like um, kind of finding the time for that. Mm. My, I mean, yeah, our lab meeting is like an hour and a half usually. Uh, my other lab meeting is like maybe 30 minutes top. It's tops. It's completely different, right? Oh, wow. So it like is, ours, we do great. like journal clubs, <laughs> research updates, the yeah. usual rotational schedule. Mm-hmm. For my my uh, new labs lab meetings, it's just like check-in logistics. Like, oh, are we shipping these out today? Oh, how's everyone's schedule for dissections looking? And that's it. Wow. Um, we haven't done like a formal lab meeting yet because it's still kind of a new oh, lab too. Yeah, oh, sure. that makes sense. Um, and so like, 
it, it's not too much of a time commitment yet. Um, although I do hear that we're going to start journal clubs soon, so mm. there goes my time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think journal clubs are the ones that are most dangerous to run long because uh, you, when you really dig in, you uh, see all these like si- tiny mistakes, yeah. and then we all talk about how these tiny mistakes matter so much. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a downward spiral from there. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Talking about journal club meetings, I have like a journal club meeting every week for one lab. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, our like our lab, we don't, me and Megan's lab, we don't, it's sort of like we do every other week we have yeah. a journal club or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my new lab is like every single week we have a separate journal club meeting from our lab meeting. Oh, what? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. That's so, so much time. Yeah. And those are uh, uh, like usually an hour long. Yeah. So. Jeez. It's just a <laughs> a lot the number of meetings just goes up yeah, yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah but, um meetings all the meetings aside um having more than one advisor can be a really great thing and you know we talked about network we talked about um you know different areas of expertise and you know all that stuff is really great um mm. for your research however there are definitely some challenges that you have to be aware of such as communication such as the amount of meetings you're going to have <laughs> Um, yeah. um, and also just expectations about your research and, you know, directions and, and how to define, um, your research. Um, but overall I would say it's, it's, um, it's been, a, it's been a good experience for me to have two advisors and, um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's about it. <laughs> good deal. So that's going to wrap us up for episode 12 of the PhD cast. If you're interested in a specific topic or have questions you want us to answer, please email us at cbisgpa at rpi.edu or message us on social media through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. And with that, we hope all your autoclaves are pressurized and that all your differences are significant. See ya.